Great day, great day. Welcome to the Texture of Me. This is Tammy with Texture of Me. I am so excited to be here. We have our special guest. You know, before I go into just, I just really want to share who she is for me. You know, she's the GOAT, the greatest of all time of texture hair. I mean, the OG. I mean, when I think of texture hair, I think of Tanya Golf, Miss Tanya Golf. And I just, you know, you guys want to know like how she has impacted the world in the hair industry and just embracing my natural hair is because of her and you know I can go on and on talking about this she probably like girl you better slow down however I am just so moved and thankful that you took the time to be with us today so thank you so much Tanya well thank you for having me Tammy it's it's been a pleasure knowing you all these years and I'm just glad to be here yes awesome awesome well Let's dive on in, right? <clears throat> so, you know, when I first met Tanya, it was through Uncle Funky's daughter. And I remember her in Houston, here in Houston, and I went there and buy the product, and you had a boutique as well. But the product, let me tell you, it had me to embrace my hair because I wouldn't have. The product was so amazing and it was impactful, and everybody knew about you all over Houston. Next thing I know, you were like, you were worldwide. And was so impressed about you even taking a stand for us to wear our hair natural and having the resources that we had to come to a place to even be educated about your offerings, you know? So just thank you for that. And so you can see how I'm passionate about it. You know, it's very inspiring, you know? And uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, tell us a little about how, how it all started. Well, I, um, I started out in corporate America. I was working in the energy field. I worked for a company called Dynagy. And I've always known, though, that I wanted to have a business of my own. I've tried many other things before uh, founding Uncle Funky's Daughter. And, um, but amidst the Enron crisis of sorts, that was my opportunity to really just come out of corporate America and start my own company. I didn't have the resources even then, and, but I did have the faith and passion to do it. So one thing really led to another with me having that opportunity to open the first store in Rice Village here in Houston. Um, I started out as just a hairstylist doing natural hair. But even at that time, what was really unusual about me starting was it wasn't a thing here. You know, while it might have been um, more embedded in the culture of, say, the East Coast in New York and up north, we didn't have much of a natural hair culture here in Houston at all. Um, at so, all. Yeah. At all. So yeah. I um, was inspired one day when I left corporate America, I cut my hair myself and it was not looking that good because I used some big shears that I had at home, honey, like paper shears that you cut regular paper scissors or whatever mm -hmm. with. And, and my mom and sister, I remember them coming over to pick me up. We were headed to the mall. And as soon as I walked outside, they were like, oh, girl, what have you done to your head? Like, <laughs> what is going on? You really going through a crisis because you're not, you know, working in corporate anymore. And I was like, no, I just feel like I want something new. You know, I want to change. I just want, I just want to come into myself. I really didn't have the, the full language at that time. But long story short, off to the mall we go. As soon as I got out of the car, this lady stopped me and she asked about my hair. And my, it was so funny. I remember my mom and sister looking like, did she see this mess that you have created? Because I'm pretty sure I had, you know, big patches in the back or whatever. This was before I was a licensed hairstylist. Wow. So she asked me, you know, um, who does your hair? And I thought, 
And I just did this myself. She was like, oh yeah, because I'm looking, I want to change up. And we had this whole conversation in the parking lot. To mm-hmm. me, that was kind of my first inkling that I was onto something, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was like, oh, well, if there are other people out here looking for this, I'm looking for it too. And then I started researching and going further with it. Um, and so that's kind of, that was the lead into me getting the interest in starting a business as it relates to natural hair. Got you. And the product line, you know, how did that start? <laughs> so after I ended up, um, you know, that I have that experience with the young lady at the mall, I scouted a place for me to learn to do natural hair. First, I scouted a school to go to learn how to do it. And there wasn't one. There wasn't a natural hair academy or, you know, a breeding school of sorts that I could go to. Um, and I ended up first meeting a lady, an African lady in the mall. This is the way spirit is always kind of surrounded my life and everything that happens to me anyway. I, I met a, a, an African lady, not at the mall, but at the beauty supply store and was inspired to ask her if she teaches braids. Mm. And she was like, oh, well, I can. Her name was Mimi. And so I ended up um, sitting with Mimi for about three months, Tammy, and just having her to show me the basics of braiding, of Mm. twisting, cornrows, and all those things. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to master this. (laughs) This is so difficult. I don't know why I'm even trying to go down this path. And so we sat, but I was with her for three months and just getting the technique of the hair braiding was just a thing. Um, It was difficult. And there were times where I just was like, I'm not going to get it. But she would always say to me, just keep trying. Don't worry about the speed. Just worry about the technique. Just make sure you get the technique and you'll get it down. And so there was a moment where I was doing cornrows when I didn't know how to do it. And all of a sudden I was doing it, doing it. And it became second nature to me. And wow. then she goes, you're doing it. And I was like, oh, well, what was I doing? Because <laughs> like, she said it, I was like, like oh, 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 hold up. Now, what was I doing? And so then I, I got a bit more um, excited about the possibility of me really being able to do this thing. And so after that, I wasn't inspired to go and to work in a salon because then there weren't a salon I could work in. I, it wasn't one. Where could sure, I go? Sure. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? I have this new skill. How do I, how do I move forward with it? And then I was inspired to just go look for my own location. Hmm. And so, you know, I had a background in business. I was a business analyst when I was in corporate America. So it wasn't like I didn't know about business, but I didn't know about the hair business. I didn't right. know about, you know, owning a boutique or any of that. But what I will say is through inspiration, I was always guided on directly exactly where to go the Mm. the right people would always show up on the path for me I ended up um meeting another gentleman his name um he had a store a very popular store here in Houston as well it was called October Gallery was over in the heights his name was Jeff was his name and I so appreciated Jeff because he had had a successful store for like 10 years and I just wanted a mentor you know somebody that could assist me to know the ins and outs of it so he took me on. We really only worked together for a couple of weeks. He was like, you already got this. You know this. Here are the basics. You know the business part of it. And um, one thing that he shared with me, though, that I ended up using was he said, when you open your location, you want to make sure that you have two streams of income. You want to make sure that you're selling a product or you're offering a service and then you have something else so that you're not basically paying your bills from your um, from one. Wow. Exactly. You know, you're paying your store bills or whatever and your home bills. And I thought, oh, well, that's great advice. So that was the main takeaway. After meeting with him, I went looking for a location, found the perfect location. Now, mind you, Tammy, I didn't have any money, honey. And I I hadn't had like this huge savings or anything that I could really rely on because I had been involved in the whole Enron 
mishap. You know, the company that I was working for was buying them and it was just a catastrophe. So my 401k and all of that was invested. So it was tied up in that and I ended up losing everything. And so, but I still had the passion and I still wanted to do it. So and the I, vision, right? Tyler, I had you the vision. vision it was like, you know, and now I know if you have the, the vision, you have the provision. You know what I mean? So yes. I just kept going. And so yes. here I go here. So I went to Westview, Rice Village. Uh, as you know, very affluent area. There wasn't anyone of color over there except for one sister who had a um, um, Tony, Tony Whitaker was her name. She had a uh, clothing boutique over there. And, and I was like, well, this is not very promising, but Spirit was like, it doesn't have to be promising if I'm telling you this is where you're supposed to go. This is where you're supposed to go. Right. So I looked over there, found a location, had a lot of um, pushback from management. Even at that time, they didn't really want to lease to me. And in hindsight, I kind of can understand that, girl, you don't have money. You don't have a business loan. You don't have any of that. But, but mind you, Tammy, they didn't know that at that time, it was just literally, to me, resistance on the trail of, of my path to success, right? Mm, yeah. But I had to push forward and push through that. So I did, I found the location, eventually got the landlord to, to lease to me. And then one thing after another happened, I started out just doing hair. Um, while I was going to cosmetology school, I would come there and do a little bit of something, something, you know what I mean? And then run off to school and then close the shop up and come back. And I, at the time I was married. So my ex-husband would come to the shop and work a little bit and come and pick me up. There was one situation where we had one car, honey, and we were making that thing do what it do. So he would come and get me and then I go to work and all of these things. And so, but one thing after another just continued to open up. I eventually hired second stylists. Um, from the first day, really, that we opened up, we had success. You know, I opened the day after Thanksgiving, which was possibly the best possible day to open that store in Houston, because when we have guests coming into the city, the areas that they would usually, one of the areas they were frequent was Rice Village with all of their guests. So I had people come in and then um, talked about the store all over the country. They began to take that message all around and back home with them. And then I was featured in, at the time, we had the Houston Chronicle uh, mm. newspaper. So it's featured in the Houston Chronicle as the first feature by Joy Sewing, who is still a friend, a, a Facebook friend today. I'm so very thankful for her. When she did that, it, it opened up more access to people in the city to see that there was a natural hair salon that they could actually frequent. And yeah. I really feel like they were just looking for it, honey, because the mm. minute that article posted, people started coming through the doors. And then wow. I was overwhelmed. <laughs> And I was new at it too, you know? And so I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And it's just, again, another thing that happened was the um, cosmetology instructor who was teaching me at the school, San Jack, where I was going, ended up coming to work with me. Wow. I said, look, I already got a shop. She was like, you have a shop? You haven't even finished. I was like, yeah, I already have a shop and people are coming in. I can't handle it. She was like, okay, baby, what I'll do is I'll come over there and I'll work with you. So my instructor became one of the stylists. And so we wow. work together and what the talk to me, that's like the best of both worlds because here I have my teacher in my class, in my business, helping me learn what I'm doing. And if I didn't understand something, I could just go over there and she'd help. So wow. it was tremendous, a tremendous blessing for me. Um, <laughs> and then so inspiring Tanya, just really like just how it all came together and that vision and that passion had it to just you just trust the process and moved in it. Oh my gosh. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Trust yeah. the creator and just make it moves. That's exactly right, Sammy. Mm. You know, so, you know, that kind of led into um, growing it a bit more, having more stylists. And then 
um, doing the hair at that time, there were not many brands that we could really pull from. There was Carol's Daughter, of course, and um, I started using her products and they're great products even to this day, but I found that I needed something more than what she was offering um, in the products. And then there were some other great brands that came on after her. And I, as I was using those products, it still wasn't quite what I wanted. So I began to just dibble and dabble, as they say, and all of the products and mix, I mixed this with this. And then I like what this does. And I was like, well, you know what? I need one product that does this. And yeah. so, you know, I was like, well, how do I do that? This is all really me, Tammy, having a dialogue with spirit. In hindsight, mm -hmm. I can see that's kind of how it's always been for me. It's not mm -hmm. like I'm a chemist. I don't have a background in chemistry or anything like that. I used to, you know, create all kinds of little remedies at home, but not really hair care remedies or anything. So this was literally, I like to say, ancestral guidance or spiritual inheritance that said, Tanya, go here, Tanya, do this. And I would listen to it and it led me on the path. So I ended up mixing a few things together and I, I liked it. And so thereafter I said, well, how do I put this in some type of package where I can then, you know, sell it to customers, which I knew nothing about. And then I was just guided to the proper chemist who were able to assist me to make that happen. Wow. And then, yeah. <laughs> and so then it's kind of like one thing led to another. We went to um, the hair show in Atlanta to Leah Wajid. I'm very thankful for her as well. She was, um, she still to this day has one of the greatest natural hair expos in the country. Um, wow. So I went there and we exhibited our product. The first product that I created was Curly Magic. Um, yes. and Uncle Funky's daughter line. That's yes, that, that, hey, that always was magic. Okay, <laughs> I mean, just always making shovels right? up. Yes, yes. So that was the first one um, that I created. And I remember when we went to the hair show, Tammy, I, I hadn't, I don't know if I want to tell this little secret, but here it is. Um, I hadn't ever flown before, honey. So oh, I was man. super nervous about <laughs> going to Atlanta on the airplane. And, and I just was like, um, how do I even get the product there? You know, I don't even know how this works. I knew none of that. We literally loaded down our luggage mm. with curly magic bottles and went to Atlanta with all these heavy over, like over the weight suitcases, right? Right. Um, but I remember getting there, showcasing the products at the booth, our first little booth, little table, whatever. People loved it from the beginning. Like they, mm. right off the bat, I had 500 bottles that I took with me. We took when all those various suitcases or whatever. And I remember coming back with nothing, not even the wow. tester. Like someone wow. actually tried to buy the tester and I was like, well, you can just have the tester, girl. It's almost empty. But from that experience, thanks be to God, the creator, and to Talia Wajin and all those wonderful women who came out and brothers who supported uh, my business at that time, they took that information back to their respective states. Mm -hmm. And then all the calls started coming in, started yeah. coming in from that, from, from Atlanta. But I, can't, I would be remiss in saying and, and not mentioning Deborah Duncan. Because um, Deborah Duncan, still on the air today, I assume. I don't watch much TV these days, but she also walked into the salon when mm -hmm. I first finished the formulation before I even got it in the bottles. Mm -hmm. And Deborah um, was shopping in the boutique. I had clothing at the time in the boutique, and she saw me using it as someone's hair. She was like, What's that hair crack you got back there, girl? <laughs> so, like, it's crazy. So she comes back there, and I said, Well, it's a product that I've made. She was like, Oh, I want some. I said, Well, I haven't packaged it yet. 
So she was like, well, just put something in the Ziploc. Oh, wow. I I get out. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I can't do this. She was like, just put something. So I put something in the Ziploc bag. Long story short, Deborah goes back home. I didn't even know Deborah was natural because at the time she was wearing uh, wigs. So oh, gotcha. she had, you know, curly hair underneath right. the wig. And so right. um, she went home, she went back home, whatever, loved the product. And one of her producers called. And they said, you know, Deborah wants you to be on her show. She wants you to showcase the product. And I was like, oh, we're not ready. Because, <laughs> girl, I had package J. I didn't have any of that. She was like, they were like, well. And then I heard her come in. And she was like, let me talk to her. She says, honey, opportunity waits for no one. Go ahead and prepare to be on the show. I was like, ah! <laughs> so, so we had a um, wonderful opportunity to go on Deborah's show so that I could showcase the curly magic. I didn't even have anything in the bottle, Tammy. It was an empty bottle that I had labeled, you know, quickly. I was already working with the graphics firm, thank God. But we labeled it and on the show I went. And from that experience with Deborah's show, the phone was ringing off the hook for Houston, you know, wow. for the Curly Magic. So that's, those are the players, the, uh, the spiritual uh, team, the spiritual team that I was connected with to really get it going. So I'm very thankful for all of them. Mm, awesome yeah. awesome yeah it's made an impact all over the world and i mean literally i'm i'm that's the truth and so yeah. thank you for that so now where 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 are we with this now you know where yeah, did, what so, happened after that yeah so in 20 um in 2012 i filed for a divorce okay. and um as a result of the divorce the company was caught up as community property in texas that's the law that it's if you don't have um uh, if you have children, then I guess it's, it's you know, you're splitting the, the children, but our company became community property. And I have to say, Tammy, it's one of those situations where it was the worst time of my life. Like it was like a death. You know what I mean? I, I always wanted to have a salon. Even when I was younger, I remember in eighth grade, I asked my mom, could I go to school to be a hairstylist? It was the school that offered it was on the totally opposite side of town. So she was like, child, we're not doing that. And have you stuck over there on another side of town? I can't get to you. But I wanted to do it. It was in my blood to do it, you know? Yes. So when all these inspirations and everything happened, as I've described, to start it, it was a part of me. I gave birth to something that I so loved. Yeah. So I never thought in a million years that just, you know, deciding that the relationship that I was in was no longer life giving to me and serving me in such a way that I needed to get out, that I would have to give up my company. And mm -hmm. I fought for it with everything that I had. When I filed for the divorce, um, there was a time where I was speaking out to the fans. You know, at the time, I think we probably had something like 30,000 fans on the, um, it was, and this was when I think the internet, the Facebook thing wasn't even that popular, but we had quite a few fans following the brand. And I started speaking out saying, hey, you know, I'm going through a divorce and I, I'm just going through it. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to keep the company and everybody was rallying around me, supporting me and everything. But what they didn't know on the flip side of that was the justice system was failing me big time. I mean, they were really taking me through the ringer trying to, I, I ended up having to basically surrender everything that I had, Sammy. I lost my, um, my home. I had to end up leaving out of my home all of the resources that I had saved, all of my financial savings went into the divorce. Um, there came a time where the receivership, the courts decided to appoint a receivership to take over the company and took me off as the president of the company so that they were then administering every, all this from a divorce. Wow. And so the receivership started, um, you know, running and administering the company. And so if you could have the thought of 
if I used to ship a product, say I had an employee who was working in my fulfillment facility and I paid them $15, $20 an hour or whatever um, for, for shipping all day, okay? Right. Well, the receivership took over the company. They were charging me and billing my company somewhat upwards of $500. It equal to about $500 sometimes to ship a product. Wow. So you can imagine how the resources for my company ended up dwindling. Like right. they just robbed me. That's the way that I feel, you know, it's right. just robbing. And then I remember, of course, I'm going through a divorce. So it's already a very emotional time for me. Um, I have to say my ex didn't want it. So he had his own set of emotions that he was dealing with. And then we're here in this court system, quite frankly, as two black people with money. Okay. Mm. With all of this money and this company. And then I look at it now as... Um, the court system, they, they, they took it. They, they actually yeah. took it, you know, yeah. they robbed me because what ended up having, there was one instance where we went to, we were in court two and a half years, okay? Yeah. Trying to get a divorce. There were many instances, Tammy, where I pleaded with the attorneys that were even representing me with the judge to just let me out. Let me buy my ex out. Let me, um, they just let me out, let them have it. Just get me out of it. Cause I was gonna just get out and keep going. You know what I mean? And starting right. anew with something else but they they just dragged it out so long until I had I was exhausted mm. I was emotionally exhausted physically exhausted mentally exhausted just exhausted and then um they stopped paying me from my own company so I had no monies I pawned wow. all the jewelry I had it's just a tragedy you know what I mean right. and so um I remember that there was one time when I was in court this is probably after two years or so where the judge was speaking with the receiver and they were talking about how they were at the hunting lodge over the weekend drink, drinking cognac and I'm thinking wait you're friends <laughs> the judge is friends with the receiver so oh, this wow. was planned wow so now this this person this company then has made all of this money off of me and then what ended up happening was they told me or, or my ex at the time, if either one of us wanted to, to buy the company, to get the company back, we'd have to buy it back. So wow. I was going to have to buy my own company back from the court. Wow. That made absolutely no sense. And, and furthermore, I had no money. <laughs> How could I do that? They knew right. they robbed me. So it was just, it was really a trying time, a very traumatic experience for me. And mm -hmm. I haven't ever really publicly talked about it. It's been years now. I never really publicly talked about it. But one thing that I've learned is that hasn't served me. Like right. holding that, you know, I haven't really stood in my truth to say, here was this thing that I loved that I gave birth to that basically was ripped from me. And then I have to live with the fact that I still see it. You know, I walk in the store, it's on the shelf. I see women with, you know, still have that vintage bag with my Afro on, with me on the bag. Right. That really has impacted me emotionally. And it really basically caused me to have PTSD as it relates to the business of hair even. You know, right. there are many times I've tried to start up again and I didn't realize at the time that I was suffering from PTSD. That, that, that was an, a huge mental break that I, I had happened to me. So I would start and I would self-sabotage or I would want to get going again, even with the products. And there was something in me just like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. And so that's kind of, it ended up being sold to a new owner for a fraction of what it was worth just because 
they rigged it. Not to what be- they wanted. That's what they wanted. Yeah. After there was no more money in it, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, well, we'll sell it off to someone else. And, and then that's really what happened. Wow. So it was a terrible, terrible thing. And for the longest, you know, even then I was like, well, I'm going to go on and do something else and I'll be fine. But I never really owned the pain that that caused. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't yes. honest with my, I wasn't able to, and maybe it was just maybe self-protection at the time. Right. But I can actually see how I never just said, this is foul. You know, this is messed up. This shouldn't have happened. A whole lot of other words I want to use on this podcast. Okay, I, thought, I thought you were about to say the word because it was, it was here. You know what I'm saying? That's what I really wanted to say. But yes. but I, I just never did. You know, I tried to be strong and all the, I think it also lends to the fact that sometimes that whole strong black woman syndrome is bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? We go through some things and yeah. it just, I think it's, um, even more prevalent today with so much happening with mental illness and depression and all of these things that I come out and just say, you know what, let's be real about how we're feeling. Let's yeah. authentically express who we are. That's every, everything that I'm doing now is about that. You know, yes. being authentic, who are yeah. you? And, and then re- and owning your personal power in spite of what you've gone through, but first acknowledging this is some shit that we've gone through. Yes. You know what I mean? Or this is yes. what has happened to us. Then yes. we can transmute that energy into something more positive. But you can't do that by saying you're good when you're not good. Yes. Yeah. So. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that because I just see so much of what you're sharing. And, you know, now we see so many people who are, you know, it's being monopolized, right? With the different yeah. products and everything. And then, you know, we also see the Crown Act is being issued to stop it, but then no one is talking about you and me on the mental thing of how it's affecting us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, and that's the thing, you know, even as it relates to um, just a connection for us as women, you know, it's, it's, yes. it's hard enough for us to understand our own hair in an environment where we've grown up, most of us have grown up not really knowing what our own hair even looked like. And then for other people on the outside to tell you, you, you shouldn't wear your hair like that. And it's not natural or it's not, you know, it's not acceptable to wear your hair like that. And then mm-hmm. have to, having to then get permission from some someone else to be yourself. That's basically yeah. what's going on here. So my yeah. hair naturally grows like this. But I got to not allow, allow you to give me permission to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Now that's mm-hmm. bullshit. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It is. You know? That's yeah. what it is. And then you want to then take our companies when we go and we create it or they sell, some people sell their companies back to the very entity that's trying to keep us from being as beautiful as we are. Yeah. Quite frankly, and I don't have to name any names, but you know, there are some companies who were first owned by people of color Yes. Or women of African descent, then once they're bought out by these large, big, big entities, they change the ingredients. Yes. Because it's about the bottom line, baby. It's not about if this product is really natural, if this product is really going to give you the, the nourishment for your scalp, or if it's going to keep you from having endocrine disrupting um, experiences or, you know, all of those things. They're not really right. concerned with that. They're concerned right. with that money. Right. Right. They're concerned with the money. Whereas here we are, when I started my company, it wasn't about the money, honey. I never, I, you know, I can't even tell you, Tammy, that I actually sat and envisioned it being all that it was. Mm-hmm. I had, I was able to see a part of the vision, right. you know, and I had the desire and passion to help others as I still do. That's right. always been my intent. And right. so from that true desire and passion, 
spirit and creator just blossomed it. But it was never, oh, I want to make $200 million. No, I never thought that. Mm. But I don't think that's the case when our companies sell out to these other entities. They're not concerned with our our culture, with our people. They're concerned about that money. Yeah. And I'd like to see more of, it was one of the reasons why I didn't go into the big box stores before the divorce happened. And just, I don't have to say a name, but they came to me, all of them did. They consistently came to me and asked me to go in those stores. And I consistently said, no. Mm. It wasn't that I didn't want to have the mass distribution. I wanted to retain it in the family. Right. When we are, when I feel like as far as our people, when we're Mm. gifted with a spiritual inheritance or something like this, you yeah. don't need them. Right. You can create it on your own. You've already, you already got a spiritual team. Yes. And think about this. I didn't go into those big box stores before the internet became the big shipping um, you know, mechanism that it is now. Right. That's because spirit can see further than I could. Right. They said, don't go in because mm-hmm. you won't need to. Because you can do all right. your shipping yourself and then you make 100% of your money. Yes. And you wouldn't have to share with the big box stores. You would have your money in your family. We're talking about building generational wealth here. Yes. It's so much bigger than hair, Tammy. It is. It is. It's so much bigger than hair. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful to, at this point, to have had the experiences that I had with Uncle Funky's daughter creating it. And then even the pain of it, because yeah. I now have that inheritance to share with other women right. and to inspire other women who are not only maybe starting their own business, who are um, having to overcome losses, divorces, all of those things. I work with all of those women now. Mm. So there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there is a, um, a positive to all of the pain that I've experienced. And I know that it was all for, you know, for this purpose. Right. So now, because you have now Sacred Roots, uh, Sacred Roots Remedies, right? I do. I do. Yeah. I have Sacred Roots Remedies. And like, it's, um, again, that was another inspired company that Spirit gave me. I didn't really know what it was going to be at first. When the name first came to me, it came to me in a dream. And I um, just was kind of floundering. I was like, this is going to be hair. So I would do hair a little bit under the brand or whatever. And then Spirit kept saying, it's not just hair. It's not the way that you did it. And I was like, well, I don't really know. And so um, it's turned out, Tammy, that I do a lot of spiritual counseling. It's Mm. a spiritual empowerment brand for Black women specifically. And it helps us to, as I just stated, um, regain our personal power to be more authentic with our emotions and what we've experienced so that we can heal and transmute that energy. It's very much a brand that uh, teaches women about the use of the word and the use of their spiritual inheritance to be able to create reality and also to be able to fortify what they create with spiritual protections. That Mm. was the missing piece that I didn't have before. Gotcha. There, there is a whole power that we have when we're using our word to make sure that what we create, whatever it is, whether it's a child or a business, whatever right. you create, you can protect that because that is yours to have, right? Yes. I didn't know that. In that spirit of fear, I was receiving guidance and information, but I, the fear was taking over. I was like, what am I going to do if I don't have my company and all these things as I was going through the divorce? But mm-hmm. I have a fortified power and a fortified force field now. So I know what it's like to protect you, what's yours. And I yeah. know what it's like to speak the truth on what has happened to you and to be able to assist and empower other women as a result. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really thankful that, like I said, that everything's happened. I love the new direction that spirit is and the creator is taking me now and what Mm -hmm. I'm creating now. I can't say it hasn't been 
um, a challenge because it has, as I said, just the whole PTSD of starting again is after you've gone through something. It's kind of like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. You know what I mean? It's, It's up and down until you really are able to take a breath and know that it's going to be okay and just keep going putting one foot after another right it's really the message that i have yes one foot after another yeah and i just thank you because it's so inspiring and to really hear the story and what happened Mm -hmm. and you know you know i know you went through what you went through but it's just it's inspiring because where you are today And to just really let you know that the impact that is made on all of us, people are now wearing our natural hair that we didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just even still at a starting point. Even back then, we're still starting because now we're bringing the awareness of the mental barriers of it. Absolutely. Like that inner beauty, like what it really means to be natural. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's more than the hair. Yes, it's our natural hair, but my natural self is where I'm going with Sacred Roots Remedies, my authentic self. This is the natural me. I'm not putting on the front. I'm not pretending that I'm okay. No more are we doing that as Black women. We're not strong. So that doesn't mean we can just take anything and just take it and keep on going. Hell no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that. We're being authentic with who we are. We're standing in our power. We're claiming what's ours. We're ex- we're accepting our spiritual her- inheritance. Yes. And and we're moving in in the world with power. So and and to speak of speaking of that, I have a line of candles that mm-hmm. I created in the new brand. I have one of them here. And yes, beautiful. Sacred Roots Remedies, and it says joyful, easy money. I'll tell you the story on that in a minute. Okay. And then I have um, each of the candles has a prayer on it. Mm. that into uh, focus there and so it has a prayer on it and then um it tells you what to do when you light it for example this one says for blessings financial wealth business success career stability ancestral gifts that's that inheritance right and flow and to use during meditation prayer or anytime you desire to light your way and so this one says and this is something that i wrote um it says speak this affirmation boldly before each lighting the joyful channels of prosperity now overflow in my life like a dam breaching its banks. Mm. Money is one of my very best friends who yes. speaks with me like bees to honey. And mm. so it is uttered and so it is. So these okay, well, I want one of those. Give me two of those, okay? <laughs> Make sure you give us a website or where we can purchase that. Yes, yes. yes, I will. And then this one is the um, Own Your Power candle. This is my absolute favorite one. It has the hand, a fist of a woman. You know it's a woman. Uh, it's the, at least the color signifies that this is a woman's hand. And this is about owning your power. Um, and then I have the brand new You candle. That's actually my leg. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what's on this one. My bag, my purse gear. Get the bag, okay? okay and, so, yes. and so these candles, though, the three of them really represent what I experienced. Having to start over, mm-hmm. start again, start anew, new experiences, brand new beginnings. That's what the brand new you candle signifies. Mm-hmm. And then owning my power that I can do it, that I can yeah. start over, that I do have a spiritual presence and, and angels who are guiding me and leading me and, and will tell me the way to go. Yeah. And then being able to have that financial wealth, that spiritual mm-hmm. inheritance of wealth that we so need in this country. We are fi- we are living in the physical, so we definitely need it. So this just talks about being able to, um, you know, have wealth and ease without having to struggle for it. 
like right. so many of us have had to experience. So I'm really thankful for these. They're intended to be used. Sometimes, of course, all of them have prayers. I put Ashe in them. All of them will have prayers that come with them as well as crystals. There are crystals mm -hmm. embedded in them once, I'm, once I fix them and prepare them. Um, and then essential oils. So they're unscented um, for individuals who do not want the scent. And of course it's endocrine disrupting anyway. So you can certainly just use them alone or use them in the fixed capacity. I really love the line as it's unfolding and what it means. Mm. And then um, I'll make sure you definitely get to two of these, right? Oh yeah, I'm on all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Yes, oh, yes. yes. Wow, that yeah. is so, so moving, so inspiring. Thank and I you. just thank you for continuing because it just has people like me knowing that I can do what I'm doing, you know, and not to give up because there's moments I give up, but like, it's just even worth it. I know. I know. Yeah. I've been a whole bunch of times. So I totally understand that, Tammy. Yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah. We just have to keep moving and keep going. You know, we're going to go through things and we never know how those experiences, you know, will impact others. But I will say, especially in a culture like today where there's so much, um, emphasis around people showing the perfection of all that is you know what I mean oh I'm so great everything is all well everybody's Instagram photos are just showing the perfect life yet we know that's not real we know right. that that's not the case for everybody all the time right. you know and it, it makes you a person who's really experiencing something and looking at that thinking well sh what's wrong with me because you know I have all this going on and everybody else has it going on and it's all perfect but that's not how it really is. And I think this is the time for us to stop that. You know what I mean? To yeah. stop pretending and just be authentic. Because here's the other thing. And I know you can really relate to this because we have shared um, values as it relates to spirituality. Yeah. I'm all for affirmations. I'm yeah. all for it. I'm yeah. all for reciting them. I'm all for um, the power that they also represent. But I do know this just from experience. I can stand in the mirror all day long and say, I am happy. But if I do not feel happy, I am actually really cultivating the lack of it. Mm. It doesn't quite work like that. Mm. The, the new age movement is great in that it's teaching you the repetition of saying that affirmation and then pulling yourself up out of that lower vibration and then getting you there. Right. But I know from a spiritual inheritance perspective, that you got to call it what it is and cast it out. It's a two yeah. part. Yeah. And it's a faster way versus right. I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Then saying, this is some bullshit. I don't like it and I want it out of here. It's a totally different energy. Yeah. <laughs> I want it out. I want it gone. It's gone. That's yeah. our power. Yes. You feel me? That's when yes. we use that power to say, this is, that's no more. You yes. can't pretend like something is okay or not okay. And I'm, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's not. No, it's not. It's not okay. So call yeah. it not okay and then it will go. And yeah. that's really how it works. Those things will keep coming to you. Right. Until you acknowledge this is, I don't want this. Right. Send this away. Oh, what do you want? You want something else? Okay, not call that in. Yes. And that's it's, you know, it's perfect that you say that because I think even starting with my natural hair journey, um, I, you know, I, it was a client who was telling me, she's like, why don't you wear your hair natural? I'm like, won't you stay in your own lane? You know? And it was like, but then I was like, why don't I? Uh -huh. 
Uh-huh. And I could see the resistance, like you said. And then I had to be with the resistance in myself. And I remember, Tanya, I was glazing myself at the mirror. So I didn't look at myself in the mirror fully. I glazed. Mm-hmm. And I saw the emotion that co- was coming up. I'm like, what is this? Right. Me crying right. and everything. And then, you know, just discovering this different emotion and, and thinking something is wrong with me. Right, right. And so going into it, I think we all... Uh, Timmy, I've had that experience as well, you know, just not really being present in the mirror, just kind of looking and not looking, you know what I mean? I right. think that's a matter of um, of us not fully loving and accepting ourselves. Mm, and that's yeah. the, the underlying core issue and core benefit of being natural. That's who you are. You oh, Tanya, I mean? let, me, let me just put this in right quick. Let me tell you, let me tell you, this going natural, I have found a new new level of confidence in myself that mm-hmm. I didn't even know was missing. Yeah. That's what, that's what, so, yes. and when I saw that for myself, Tanya, I was like, oh, it, you know, I got something here. Yes. And I started talking yeah. to people and it was like, yeah, me too. If it's raining outside, whatever happened, I'm good. I'm, right. what? The yeah. bigger, the better, you know, my hair, whatever. Yes. I could express myself mm-hmm. and this newfound love for myself, Tanya. Yes. Yes. I was like, what? Total self-acceptance is what it is. Yes. Yes. Total self-acceptance. So thank you. Yes. You're so right. Like be with it. If it's, if it's uncomfortable, say, what is this? And then cast it out, let it go. Yes. But you got to acknowledge it first. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Think about it in the culture we live in, Tammy, where if you look at, even just looking at TV or in the, in the, on social media, every, there are lots of people who are perpetuating and touting your waist needs to look like this, your hair needs to be like this, your eyelashes need to be out here. You know what I mean? We are naturally beautiful, baby. We got all of that. We came with all of that. And so many of us realistically, the way that our bodies are naturally, many people who are trying to get that body, you know what I mean? Now it's flipped. I don't think our women really realize that it's flipped. So now they're saying, oh, this is not beautiful. Your standard of beauty was what they were still gauging off of. And now yeah. they're telling you to, to change it even more. Yes. Even the whole idea, think about this. Women, and I'm going to say this is our women mostly. I can say that. I'll right. take this on. Wearing bonnets, covering mm. their head, mm. co- wearing wigs. We have beautiful hair, Sammy. Yes. We don't need to do that, honey. No. Our hair is natural. The way yeah. that I even teach my child, your hair it's like a coil. It's a conductor, baby. It grows to the sun. Yes. Who can live without the sun? No one. It even looks like a sun, baby. It's a halo. Yes. So, you know what I mean? Right. So, like we want to encourage women to love themselves authentically, love their hair, not, not uh, put things on top of it to cover it. This is also connecting us to the divine. Right. Connecting us to source. So right. why you want to cover that up? Right. You know, so I'm just not with it. I'm Neither with the real. Yes. And it's funny, people are like, can you can you do weave? Do I'm like, uh-uh. No. You just wear your hair naturally. Yep. And it's That's the best exactly thing. Right. Yeah. And you know, it it's like and people will say, Oh, well, you should let people do whatever they want to do. We do because everybody has freedom of choice. Right. At the same time, what I'm saying is we are naturally beautiful. We already right. have what we need. We came here with right. it. Right. And there and is 
let's say the freedom of choice, we really didn't have freedom of choice. We had to wear our hair straight, right? Like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now we're embracing our freedom of choice. I just, for me, it's like having people to have choice. I mean, if you want to do the creamy crack and all that, do you, boo. I'm mm-hmm. not here to tell you, but just do know what you're getting yourself into. Right, right. right. And you have a choice and then you would, you know, do the weaves and this breaking this the hair out and the being bald and all of that. You know, it's like, because it wasn't meant for us to right. do that. And I will say this, Tammy, when we look back, the timing of really how they were first presented, the standard of beauty is why I feel like, and I don't think psychologically they may know this, but I feel like a lot of women who may still embrace wearing their hair straight or wearing relaxers are now realizing it's because they had that early programming of this is what beauty looks like. And yeah, so yeah. when they see themselves in any other state, if they've ever seen themselves in any other state, it just doesn't seem like it's beautiful or it's not right. polished, as they say. I've had some women say, well, I want a more polished look. Well, what is that? Mm. Who said this, this other look is polished versus how our hair naturally looks? My right. hair is not going to be straight. It's never, right. It was never intended to be straight. So having it however I have it is my polished look. Exactly. And then, girl, not even to speak about the brothers who love women with natural hair. But then I have some clients who said, oh, no, my husband doesn't like when I wear my hair all over my head. What does that mean? <laughs> is he not accepting you? Right. Because this is your hair. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's a whole separate issue. Yeah. But I'm just wanting to encourage us to love ourselves mm-hmm. inside and out, be truthful and honest about what we're seeing or not seeing. If there's something that we want to change in the way that we are showing up to the world, then yes. first call the thing a thing and then cast it out. Yes. Well, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for sharing this authentically with us. It is, I'm so moved, I'm inspired, and I'm ready to have you back, you know, for our next one and talk even more because this is much needed. And, you know, in my research as a PhD candidate, I'm bringing the awareness of this mental barriers and people, I remember professors were like, there's some, we say psychological, right? Cause it mm-hmm. is a psychological impact. It was like, really, you think so? I'm like, wow, they don't even know. But the, and the funny thing is people don't really know. And I know you working with women that you actually see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it's just, it's just, thank you for what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, love for people to reach out to you when they're dealing with that. And, you know, with the texture of me, we're creating uh, a community where yes. we have resources like your company to mm-hmm. come and get the, 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 the support and the education that they're needing. And so to get, get over that, like cast it out, you know, right. so, absolutely. absolutely. So thank you for listening, you know, for mm-hmm. spirit and to yeah. be guided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. This, you know what I, what I have to say to me, it's like, you're, you're a pioneer, you're a pioneer for sure. Aww. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like people, people didn't know what was missing until you come around. You're like, hello. Yes. You know, this is what you need. And it's just like, wow, thank you for that. And for people like me, and I know people all over the world are so grateful for what you're doing Mm -hmm. and just how you started. And and it's not the end because now you have sacred root remedies that now we can, you know, have a new way of looking at ourselves, a new way of accepting our, our beauty. Yes, our total yeah. beauty. So I'm very thankful to the creator and, and spirit for all that's flowing through me because I don't do it by myself, trust me. Yes. So yeah. very, very thankful for that and for this opportunity. I'm yeah. able to work with women now all over the world. Women contact me 
um, via my, my phone and then we do Zoom. Zoom has made it accessible for all of us now. So I'm really thankful for that. But I specifically focus on you know, counseling them through those personal power challenges mm-hmm. and self-love challenges. But the thing is, Tammy, a lot of us, like you just stated, oftentimes don't know we have those challenges. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, not the, it's not right there in your face where you can call it out. You just have these little things that you do or don't do. And right. you don't know that the root of that is because you are not totally loving the self. Yeah. So in any way that I can encourage other women through my authenticity, my, my sharing, that's exactly what I'm here and desire to do. Awesome. Well, where can people find you or reach out to you, you know, your services and everything? Yeah. So my website is sacredrootsremedies.com okay. and they can follow me on IG as well as reach out to me. Uh, my phone number is listed on the site so they can reach out to me that way as well. Um, and then they can purchase the candles on the site. Also, um, and then here in Houston, I have meetups that are going to be starting at the end of this month. This is February, 2022. So mm-hmm. at the end of this month, I'll be having a meditation meetup with black women okay. so that we can learn those opportunities to connect in a more divine way for women who have never meditated. And then just, just conversations of spirituality with Tanya, where they can yes. sit around and just kind of talk about things and hash it out in such a way that we can elevate it. Yeah, well, count me in. You know, I'm signed <laughs> up. I'm ready to order now. As soon as we get off of here, I'm just gonna order up the candles and yes, yes, and yes, yes. Please keep us posted what's going on. You know, I you will. can follow her on her Instagram, or faith, uh, Facebook, uh-huh. and Sacred Roots Remedies. Remedy. Yeah, yes, yeah. Com. Thank, Thank you so much, Tammy. I'm so delighted to have been um, able to share this with you. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Yeah. And, and you will be back. Please come back and be with us. I would love that. I would love that. Thank you. Ashe, Ashe. Ashe, Ashe. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.